Jesus says in today's gospel, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. If we now ask, what are the fruits that Jesus has in mind, then before looking further, it is reasonable to take a look at the Sermon on the Mount, at the end of which Jesus said these words about false prophets and bringing forth good or evil fruit. Let's take the Beatitudes first. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. We see here that good fruit is the fruit of humility, self-denial, meekness, righteousness, mercy, purity of heart, and peace. This is where we have to start when we need to make a judgment about whether one or another person pretending to be a prophet or a man or woman of God is a true or a false prophet. Are they humble? Do they put first not their own person, wisdom, talents, skills, benefits, but the glory of God and the salvation of their neighbor's soul? Are they willing to remain meek and gentle even when attacked or insulted? Can they give up their self-righteousness? Are they willing to suffer injustice and persecution? Jesus warns us seriously against hypocrisy, against seeking people's praise. He says that those who do this already have their reward. That is, they have nothing to expect from God, because God does not impose himself on anyone who relies on himself. In fact, we know that we cannot rely on ourselves either here or in the eternal life, since all that we have and all that we are is a gift of God's grace. Jesus says that he has not come to destroy the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. Exactly the same must be true for those who want to be true men and women of God, true prophets. They must be guided in everything by the word of God, 
and only such prophecies that are in accordance with the Holy Scriptures and the ancient doctrine of the Church can be accepted as truth. This also concerns the moral teaching of the Church, which cannot go along with the spirit of the times, but must be in accordance with what has always been believed and taught in the Church of Christ. And the same goes for all eschatological messages. Jesus has made it clear that no one but the Father in heaven knows the day and the hour when he will return. And so all those who come up with yet another end-of-the-world date are clearly false prophets. When we continue with the Sermon on the Mount, we will see that the good fruit is the renunciation not only of murder, but also of hate, of thinking ill of one's neighbor and wishing him harm. Good fruit is seeking reconciliation even with those who have wronged you and loving not only your friends and neighbors, but also your enemies. Jesus says, Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. And exhorts us, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. That God is good and merciful, causing the sun to shine and rain to fall on both the righteous and the unrighteous, the good and the evil, is both an example and an encouragement. We know that we don't have to worry about what you eat and drink and what you wear because our Heavenly Father provides us with everything we need. Now, if we want to follow God's example and be his children, then we must also pay attention to the needs of other people and be ready to share with them all the good things, all the good gifts with which God has blessed us. A prophet who speaks of God's love but closes his heart and hands to those in need is a false prophet because his actions contradict his words and in the end he does not glorify God but blasphemes him. One of the characteristics of false prophets is that they always need someone worse than themselves to use as a negative example. I don't mean making a judgment on general moral issues. I mean attacking specific individuals. There is a very important distinction here. For even with the most depraved man, our highest aim must be to save his soul, not to send him to hell. I know it's hard, but it's an absolutely unconditional principle. No man has the right 
to make a final judgment about anyone. God alone has this authority. It is our business to pray for the salvation of all men's souls, especially fervently and strongly for those whom we see are likely to perish. Besides, it is often, as Jesus says, how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Good fruit is when we see the needs of our neighbor and give him what we can. The evil fruit is when we offer him a stone instead of bread and a serpent instead of a fish. Not just literally, but in many ways. Let's think about the simplest everyday situation. How often do we ask someone, how are you? And how often are we actually interested in it? I realize that this is mostly a polite expression familiar to everyone. But if it should happen that someone really needs to pour out his heart, but we are not interested in it and do not intend to show sympathy for his troubles, then we have given him a stone instead of bread. Then we have pushed the person in whom the hope arose that someone really cares about him into even greater despair than before. The human soul is something extremely delicate and fragile. And unfortunately, we all make from time to time mistakes that hurt others. Just as we ourselves are hurt again and again. Most of the time, it's not intentional. And that is why we can always count on God's grace and mercy. But unfortunately, there are also those who take advantage of such situations, of people's weakness and vulnerability, in order to get some personal gain at the expense of others. And this is evil, sometimes even diabolic, because it can destroy someone's trust not only in other people, but also in God. And the worst is when it is done in the name of faith and church. Jesus says, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. What is the will of God? The Apostle Paul says in the first epistle to Timothy that it is God's will that all men may come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. 
if our words and actions, our whole life, contributes to this, then we are truly the children of God, bringing forth the good fruit of eternal life, not just for ourselves, but also for the others. May God help us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.